Yeah, I'm Hallie Labonte welcoming you to Inside Twin Hills, where we are giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community. And oh boy, are they going to bless your soul. What a treat and a treasure. Friends, I love how the Bible can still surprise us. And I want to just give you that word of encouragement that you might feel like you you know what's in between those that leather bound Bible you have by your bed. But you know, there are still surprises sitting in there for you. This past weekend, Steve was preaching about how even though we aren't the Hebrew people, God still extends his covenant with Abraham to the whole modern day church. It just spreads out to all of us. And I'm sitting there reading my Bible while Steve was giving his message. And I noticed something that I can't believe I never noticed this before. Did you know that Abraham, who was, you know, the father of this great nation, that he married his half sister, you know, but then I looked and that was before God gave him the law that said that incest was a sin. So, you know, and by the time that it did become a sin, incest, they were already married. And you know what? God really recognizes marriage certificates and he takes them very, very seriously. And so even though incest is a sin now, you know, so is divorce. So I think that it was good that Abraham stayed married to his sister. And if you're married out there, you know, it's sometimes challenging. You got to hang with it. You got to stick with it. Abraham stuck with his sister wife. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, just like the Queen of Sheba had King Solomon. I've got Grey House, everybody. Hey, everyone. Hey, Hallie. It's so good to see you. Hey, did you get a couple more rings? It looks like your jewelry is increasing. Yeah, I did, Hallie. So first I got this new leather cuff. Oh, and that's I just so like cool. That it snaps, I, huh? It does. It snaps on it the It makes bottom. you look cool. But uh, so I got uh, the leather cuff and then here on my pointer finger, I'm not sure if you can see it from over there, but... Uh, this is a Hebrew uh, inscription Ooh, that's around cool. a, a sterling silver ring. It says, where you will go, I will also go. Or where, where you will follow, I will... Well, it's in you know, Hebrew. It's hard right. to tell. It's hard to tell. And uh, you got to read it back. You're supposed to spin it around and read it backwards. And if you spin it really fast, it gives an optical illusion and the English words come up as well. Oh, like when you stare at one of those paintings in a dolphin pot. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, just a nice Naomi Ruth ring. Um, and uh, I thought it looked great with this cuff. Oh, that's so cool that you are referencing women in the Bible. You know, they make up less than 1% of the Bible and you found two. That's right. In the Bible. You, you really have to fish sometimes. Yeah. And, um, and, but I found that great story and it just a, is a great reminder. I also, um, I, it's a good conversation starter because mm. people will go, hey, what's the Chinese on that ring? So tell us what's going on in Climax. Well, Climax had a pretty uh, chill week. One of the cool things that we did is uh, a drum circle, Ooh. which was really fun I, because a lot of these kids aren't very musical these days mm. because I think they're on the phones a lot and they just don't, they, the, the types of music that they're listening to just isn't really musical. Uh-huh. If you if you get my drift, so I just said, hey, let's um let's have a drum circle, and if you play guitar, you can bring your guitar, and it it, it went pretty well. The song we tried to uh, learn was. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Oh. The, but the problem is that these kids really don't have rhythm. Mm. So I had to really slow it down. So it was sort of like, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. And I'm trying to get them to just give a... Mm-hmm. drum mm-hmm. on the one and the three and that's just what I'm trying to get them to even learn what one and three means I love that song open the eyes of my heart I don't think it's mixing too many metaphors I like to picture a little heart with all the chambers and then like two eyes looking out from the you know that beating muscle that beats and has to keep has to keep convulsing as long as you're alive I like to picture the two little eyes looking out at the heart like you know open the eyes of my heart lord I think that makes total sense. So we did that and we it lasted a few hours and they finally got it, but it was it was definitely tough to be on the other side of. Yeah. But the cool thing that I did this week was with my uh, a couple of the guys in the CrossFit uh, gym that I go to, 
been really expressing interest in Jesus. Mm. And uh, sometimes uh, they'll ask me about it, but oftentimes I'll just tell them about it and they really seem to enjoy it. And I said, hey guys, why don't we build a workout that's Jesus-based? And so, so you know, and they were like, okay, give it a try. And because, you know, there's lots of different uh, official CrossFit workouts. And I said, why don't we do a Stations of the Cross? As you know, there there were 14 Stations of the Cross. Wow. So what we did is we attached an exercise to each Station of the Cross. So you got like, you know, the first station is Jesus is condemned to his death. So, you know, we're we're thinking, okay, what's 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 one of the exercises that you hear and you're like, wow, that's bad news? Um, for me, all of them, squats, uh, you know, anything really that uh, where I have to exert myself. It's interesting that I'm um, being condemned to death is the first station because I feel like that's always how I begin any exercise. At the very beginning, I'm like, well, I'm being condemned to death right now. Right. I mean, there's no way I'm going to get through this. Exactly. A lot of people feel that way. And so, yeah, we had them do a bunch of squats. Then we, uh, Jesus carries the cross. So we had, uh, you know, people carrying sandbags back and forth across the parking lot. Yeah, that could just be a woman with big... Breast. Right. Yeah. And then we had uh, Jesus Falls for the first time. That's go get down and do burpees. Mm. Uh, Jesus meets his mother, Mary. We did uh, lunges all the way across the parking lot. And then um, we had a woman on the other side with a cup of what people thought was water. And then you got there and there was nothing there. So it was just like, okay, that's, you know, there's this woman that you want to meet. But then you, we still wanted to make it difficult. So she didn't, you know. Yeah. Because Jesus, uh, I don't think Mary breastfed. Probably not, right. because he, you wouldn't want um, Jesus to be touching breasts because right. he was perfect. I feel like we got to move on to two anointed to be disappointed. we got to meet one of the anointed members of our church community, because just like Pharaoh's beautiful daughter was delighted to find a baby floating in a basket in the river while she was bathing, we are delighted to be joined by a serious beauty, ladies and gentlemen. It's Miranda Drake Blavis. Hey! Hi. It is so good to be here. <laughs> oh, it's so I, good to have you. I just, uh, just to spend time with the two of you. Miranda. It really is nice. You're just a ray of sunshine. When you came in here oh, and, and just, you know, you just showered everyone with compliments. You're just one of those people with like say you're, you're like Jesus with skin on oh yeah yeah I think she's well known for she's always got a nice coffee in her hand don't you always have a nice coffee or is I, that tea you no know, it's coffee yeah it's coffee and it's coffee I made a week ago but I keep in my fridge oh really yeah oh that's so I cool. make one pot and for I'm able to, yeah and I'm able to just use it every day because I keep it in my fridge and you put that on ice now it's that's just good. smart that's just using the old noggin and not to give too much away because I, I really want people to hear this from you but I have a feeling that you're the type of person that really pays attention to the details guilty and you're always you're always thinking ahead and that really has to do a lot with what's going on in your small group right now yeah mm-hmm. and that is uh that's it I mean, yeah you have to be you got to be aware yeah so it started out as a small group but now you have a title and everything right you oh. you're the jesus chalked yes we're jesus chalked oh, that's so cool isn't that's it great so tell us a little bit about jesus chalked because not a lot of small groups you know a lot of small groups just say uh you know don't don't have official names they'll just say like you know my small group my wednesday group uh you know uh, we'll go over to the mccrackens well he makes a great seven layer dip right but you're really going for the bible study right yeah so tell us about jesus chalked well i'll tell you this is a group of women who are just 
most passionate about murder. Ooh, yeah, really? That's yeah. So cool. I mean, we just discovered it. You know, there we were. We got together. We wanted to do our Bible studies, yeah. and we would get together, and something felt off. You know, mm-hmm. we don't. It just the same Bible studies I've had all the time. People come over. Everybody brings a snack. Right. We're just going through it, but it felt like we were going through the motions. Hmm. And then one night. One night, somebody brought up that they had listened to a podcast oh, I love about podcast. a real murder. Oh, oh yeah, really? yeah, yeah. And a light went off uh-huh. in everybody's head. And we all said, I'm I'm listening to that as well. Oh, wow. And we realized we had that connection that through death, uh. through the violent death of someone that we had never met, we came together. Oh, that's I so didn't cool. realize there were podcasts something? about murder. Oh, yeah. A million of them. Oh, oh really? really? Oh, yeah. You can't you can't um, throw a, a stone from the river oh. without hitting one of them because they're everywhere. Really? Because because murder is happening all the time. Oh wow! Every day, every almost wow, twelve or thirteen times a day. Really? Wow! Yeah, I think that's the statistic. Wow! And I just love too that you. I mean, I found this actually to be uh, most of the women that I've actually met uh, do love murder. Yeah, yeah. It does seem like something that women in particular are interested in because it's always happening to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's something. It really is. I think it's something that has to do with um, our nurturing nature. Mm. Yeah. You know, that we just want, we want to know. We want to know how they died. Yeah. We want to know what the stabbing was. Where did it come from? Who did it? Like, we just. That's just part of our nature. Yeah. And, you know, we see it everywhere all day long. I mean, every time a man is walking towards you in the parking lot or whatever, you picture it, don't you? I mean, because you have to. You replay it in your head. We're raised that way. We're, you know, you can even... Every guy you ever look at is a threat to you. You know, it's so true. And and um, you know, the number one cause of death for females in the United States is their male partner. You know, so they're just around us all the time. Um, Everyone, every single male that you see on the street, that could be your rape. That could be your murder. And you picture it, don't you? Oh my gosh, do I ever? And you know, while you're talking, Helly, I'll tell you that just occurred to me that this might be why I'm still single. You know, yeah. Yeah, it never occurred to me. But now I'm thinking about it. And it's absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, you could fall in love and get a sweetheart. But you also could be killed by him. And it's very likely that that would happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be prepared for it. You know, well, now you're enough. getting, yeah. uh-huh. well, you've got the coffee mm-hmm. in the refrigerator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's the start. So you get together, you, you say, now, do you have a, is the Bible study separate from the murder talk or are you, are you doing both of those at the same time? We're doing both at the same time. <gasps> we that's really, so cool. We found we couldn't separate it. Isn't that neat? You know, we, we started to originally would say, all right, 10 minutes for Bible study. And then the rest of the three hours is going to be all about murder. And then we just realized it's just going to blend in, yeah. you know? And so uh, a lot of the women, what they do is they comb through the Bible and they find murders in the Bible that we can talk about. And, oh, that's great. Yeah. And so that then led to how can we use this in our day-to-day life? If we read an article in the paper about something that's happened, how can we use those teachings to maybe solve this murder? And a lot of these women are very good with the internet. Oh, I still can't figure out 
how to do it. Uh-huh. But a lot of these women are on message boards and they're really going deep to give information, to find uh, new information to help solve these murders. So are you looking so at cool. biblical murders or are you looking at or are you looking also at modern murders that you're using the Bible to solve? We have done both. We really? have done both. Yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting. So let me just, um, I'll throw out a, a famous Bible murder oh, and yes. see if there's just any, because I just am curious to see if there's anybody that you think um, could have done it that isn't the person that we think. Oh, there are many. Okay. There are many. So the first one I think of is Moses. So, right. So Moses sees an Egyptian slave owner who starts beating a Hebrew mm-hmm. worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... And Moses, Moses became incensed. Right. He said, those are my people. Don't beat up that man. He's my people. Now, do you think Moses really did that? Oh. What do, do you think it was someone else? Uh, oh. Well, here's, here's what we found when we did some really deep dive, that Moses would never get his hands dirty like that. That's right. Oh, right? Really? Yeah, yeah, he was a absolutely. Christian. He was absolutely. A Christian. Yeah, he didn't want to get that deep in. So uh, he did pay someone else to do it. Yep. Now, do we have this person's name? No. Do we know what they look like? Yes. We do. Yeah. Oh, wow. I would actually think the opposite that you would know probably the name since it's so text-based, but you, you actually figured out what he looked like and not the name. Well, I, I do a lot of artist renderings. Of, oh. um, that's something I practice on my own time. Uh, if you hear somebody describe... Yeah, I watch the news a lot. And if somebody says like, oh, I'm a witness to this and this is what this person looked like, I'll just on my own time do a sketch. And then when you compare that to police sketches, um, I'm right on the money 99% of the time. And you can cast a light on stories from the Bible that might seem kind of complicated and tricky. Like, you know, we know that Moses was a very serious Christ follower and yet he committed murder. And you're like, well, did he commit murder? No, he paid someone else to commit murder. And what we have learned from our president today is that it's okay to pay for it. That is not illegal. Right. See, so so Moses can still be a heavy duty Christ follower. And I think that's what that's what it's doing. It's making sense of some things for some uh, people in the congregation right now. You know, mm-hmm. we're just right. suddenly things yes. start to like it's a it's a game of Tetris. Everything's that's falling so cool. into place and it just makes sense. So I think cool. that's great because a lot of times I think, you know, something you hear from uh, non-believers is, well, I can't believe in the Bible because it's oftentimes so violent. And what I say is, well, uh, people like Miranda are actually showing us that um, sometimes it's people that we thought were doing the killing. Sometimes it's someone else. And and really, when you think about it, murder starts to make a little bit more sense in God's plan rather than just, you know, reading it at its word. And honestly, people sometimes get afraid of the violence, right? right. We don't want to see it. We turn off the TV. We don't let our kids see right. it. And uh, now I don't have kids. And I don't know that I would let my kids watch a murder show. But I guess what I'm saying is that uh, if you are not afraid to look at it, if you're not afraid to uh, uncover, uh, lift up the rock and see Mm -hmm. the worms Mm -hmm. and the bugs, Mm -hmm. uh, suddenly you can start making sense of things. That's great. And, you know, we've talked about this before is that, you know, um, when you talk about things being obscene, Mm. it's um, sex scenes. Right. That's what you don't want people yeah. to see in a movie. But if it's violence, if it's beheadings, if it's dismemberment and murder and a lot of blood and all that stuff, that that is not obscene. A naked woman is. Oh, see, right. You know, and I will tell you right now, I'm I'm fine with the naked woman form. Oh yeah, because yeah. you have one. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe that's it. You is have- that I've I've grown up seeing it. 
yeah. naked. And I don't mind seeing it at the gym. You know, that's a big thing. Right. Uh, I oh, don't, in the locker yeah, room? In the locker room. Do you room. look? I never know what I to don't do. mind. You, you know, don't care I'm if people are looking at you? No, not at all. Do I you like look to be at seen. them? Do you say, what has she got going on over there? Oh, now that's a weird tattoo. That's a little saggy. Oh, I would cover that up. Are you doing that? I'm not so much inspecting oh. as I am seeing. You right. know, people like to be seen. And, what, and when you're seeing them, are you also thinking about if, the, if they were murdered, what would they look like? I can't help but think that. That, that will cross my mind right. at least... 300 times a day right. of mm-hmm. like, what, it, what if this happens? Right. But now it's just second nature, you know? It's not, it's not one of those things that I'm, I'm scared of or I, I, I fight that at all. I just let it wash over me as, you know, the baptismal water See. washes over. That's uh, right. We're immersion. We are an immersion community. We, we dunk. Yep. We dunk. There it is. I'm dunking all the I, way in. I want to throw another biblical murder at you just because I think it's so fun. Well, it is. It's so fun. Okay, so now I'm going to go, um, how about Absalom? He oh. was David's son. The, what we're told is that Absalom, he had very um, beautiful hair. And he was, um, he was. If people aren't familiar with the story. I this, picture his hair being like Kenny G's. Oh, oh really? Jealous. Really long very and jealous. curly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. imagined it always being sort of like flat ironed. Oh, oh a, a, a straight sheen of hair. Really? Right, I like, always thought it was curly. Oh, really? I was sort of always imagining sort of like, you know how Keith Urban does that really neat, um, it's sort of a part oh, in the middle. I love it. And then flat it's flat ironed iron the bangs. It's nice. Yeah, so yeah I he imagine it like that. Anyway, um, the story of Absalom, he is the you know third son of David, and he it was self-described as the most handsome man in the kingdom. He was eventually... I'm um, listening. Right. <laughs> He eventually rebelled against his father. He was killed in the Battle of Ephraim's Wood. And I always wondered, you know, is it true that he, that he got his hair caught in the tree and they and they killed him there? How did it actually well, happen? What I remember biblically happening is he's on his horse right? and he's running on his horse. Right. And there's low-hanging trees and his and hair gets imagine- caught in the branches and the horse keeps going and he's hanging there by his hair from the trees. And when you, when you say that, can't you just imagine it being Keith Urban? I can certainly imagine it, him playing that in the uh, the remake on television. Right, I'm Absolutely. still picturing Kenny G or um, Weird Al. Well, that, yeah. That's who I'm picturing, but hanging from the tree from their hair. But keep going. I mean, if it, Weird Al was probably not the most handsome man in the kingdom, though. We, you, you know what you bring up is the a great point is that that murder is responsible because of a tree, right? Right, mm-hmm. a living thing that mm-hmm. God created. Mm-hmm. I, you know. So sometimes it is one of those things where is it is it uh, a man on man murder? Okay. Is it nature on man That's murder? Right. Mm-hmm. Is it man versus nature mm-hmm. murder? Mm-hmm. You know, there's, the there's endless possibilities. Yeah, nature of that. versus nature mm-hmm. murder. Yeah. yeah, where a lizard eats another lizard. Sure, you know. Yeah. So now, there's would a you lot. consider if if he gets his hair caught in a tree? You might consider that a nature on man murder. Yes, I would. Yeah. Oh, so really maybe would. he died before they even got there. Yeah, but you also have to think too. I mean, this is during we bring up another, we open another can of worms, and this is a battle, right? Right. A battle is going on. Okay. Now, where do we stand on wartime murders? Yeah, right. is it murder? Is it murder when it's in war? I mean, and you really have to make those distinctions for yourself. And I encourage every group out there that has their own little murder club to really decide for themselves. Right. Okay. You know, because we don't don't know yet 
We don't have a definitive answer. So we just have to go out there and make a decision for our group, what's necessary for us to move forward. What did your group decide? We we decided that we were going to leave it alone because we do have a member who has a son in the military. Out of respect. We just said, we're just going to, how about we just... We don't talk about that topic. For yeah. us sure. as a group, yeah. that's off limits. Yeah. I think if you put war before anything, then it's not murder. So like war on drugs, mm-hmm. you kill a bunch of people who are selling drugs. That's not murder. But you just have to put war before it and then and then it's okay. Yeah. You know, because God has been described as warlike. And you know what? Christians killed hundreds and thousands and thousands and thousands of people for hundreds of years in the name of Christ, like with the Crusades, because they were at war for Christ. I mean, it's right. It's it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Really it's like yeah, it it really really is. Now, if we were going to cast just for fun, oh. a person in Hollywood to play the most handsome man in the realm, is that what it said? Right. Now, who and everybody has to say, oh, who boy. would we cast to be Absalom? Um, so I'm picturing you're picturing Keith Urban hair, but it can be any face. Okay. I'm picturing Weird Al hair, but it can be any face. So I'm going to put. You know, do I want to put in The Rock, Dwayne Johnson? Do I want to put in um, Tom Cruise? He does his own stunts. Um, I like that one guy who was married to Jen Aniston. What's his name? He's so interesting. He was always slipping. Tim Daly. He was always yeah. he was always slipping out of Tim the bathtub naked and wet in that one leftovers. What was his name? And now he's trying to do comedy. Tim. Oh, uh, the guy with um. Uh, Tim Allen. I also like that British singer who was in the war, uh, the beach movie. He, um, the the planes are going over the beach, and he's a British singer. Ben Affleck. Yes, he's so good. You know, he's a singer, and in, he's huge I, in England. Yeah, I I find that uh, incredible. You know, when you're going to be so talented in so many areas. I know it's so neat. You know, I now, think I do have an answer for you. The first thing that when you started talking, you. Just, you really hit the nail on the head when you said you could put Keith Urban's hair on anyone. And have you seen the movie Creed? I oh, love I the movie that. Creed. I love that movie. That movie. I is. immediately oh. put Keith Urban's hair on Michael Jordan. He is so good. Talk about talk about beat? being multifaceted. And you can play baseball. You can play basketball. You can act. I just watched all of Creed too. Uh, through the seats of a plane I was on recently, the person in front of me was watching Creed 2. I watched the whole thing without the sound and I was sobbing, oh, right. sobbing uh, in my seat. I, did. I only watched the workout sequences because I'm just so fascinated how he got his body to be in that shape for a movie. So I really just was kind of focusing on the workout sequences. But I can imagine him with Keith Urban's hair caught in a tree and he's, and he's going, you know, get me out, get me out. And then, and then like you said, Miranda, the tree kills him. Mm-hmm. I think he would be, he is such a good looking man. He and and he, he shaves his head, doesn't he? He has real, real short hair. So picturing does, him yeah. with that flat ironed hair, it's oof, nice. I mean, somebody's going to have to take a cold now, shower. I mean, I, I immediately knew who, um, and this is just, you know, I'm a single woman, so I'm allowed to crush uh, Scoot McNary. Ooh, who's, oh, that? No, who's that? Scoot? Who's you that? Guys know Scoot? I don't know. Scoot, uh, Scoot is... Um, what was he in that you would know? Um, probably nothing because he's pretty obscure. But he is, um, he's hes a lanky guy. Okay. I don't go in so much for the muscles. Oh, oh really? yeah. yeah. So I don't i don't need that necessarily. No, but because I, you, what are they going to do with those muscles? You know what they're going to do? They're going to hold you down and they're going to murder, murder you. you. Yeah. See? I, 
Yeah. Who needs that? No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I like a skinny guy too. Yeah, somebody a little scrawny that I could take if I needed to. That's right. Mm-hmm. You could oh, at but, least oh, so wiggle th- away. Right, so you're thinking, oh, right, I see. So you're just always kind of keeping murder in the back of your mind just in case. I think so. Yeah, mm. I really do. Welcome to what it's like to be female, Gray. That's <laughs> <laughs> really fascinating and cool. Yeah. How many times a day do you pass someone on the street or the hallway and you think, you know, here, here it comes, this is it for me, it could all end right now? Um, you know, I think I've only ever thought that one time and that was growing up because I had a, um, I had an uncle Derbis and he was a really intimidating fellow. And every time he would come over for a holiday or whatever, people would go, you know, be careful, stay away. He, you know, he could kill you. And that was because he did. He was a murderer. Oh, my goodness. And so people didn't uh, go around him much. But in Australia for murder, you only get five years. It's a bit too liberal with sentencing in Australia. So five years, yeah, for anything. So, yeah, my Uncle Derbis is the only time I think I've ever thought that guy could murder me. And the reason I thought that at the time is I was looking out a window and uh, he was murdering my cousin. Whoa, right? you saw that? I did. How yes. did he murder um, Well, for, uh, Actually, you know, strangely, he, um, he just, he had very big hands hmm. and he would just place his hand, he placed his hands over her face hmm. and he just sort of pressed really hard hmm. and she was kicking and screaming. Everybody in the family was like, go out there and do something. And everyone's like, no, get away from him. He's a murderer. And, and we're thinking, well, this was a cousin no one really likes. So we were sort of like, well, let, it, let him kill one and he'll go away for five years. We'll deal with this later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. That's incredible to have that kind of experience that young in life. Right. Yeah, right. right. And, I, you know, how that affects you mm-hmm. and how that affects your work with oh, children. You I'm, know, I had never I hadn't actually thought of it again until today. Wow. 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 Whereas I think being murdered and maimed, I'd say a dozen times a day at least, wouldn't you? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Just if you see a man or you, um, yeah, if you see a man anywhere. You know, I would love if you would stop by our group sometime. Great. Yeah, that would be neat. To share something. You know, to have to have these women have somebody who has some real firsthand Who's witnessed a murder. Yeah. Real firsthand experience. Oh, those and gals would to go share, crazy. Yeah, to share share our uh, and and we could i mean we know who did it we don't have much to solve we don't have to be detectives about that but it would be nice well you know in in my family for years later everybody did have a question as to if he was the killer really right even though you watched him do it right Mm, well because it was very dark and we could hear my cousin uh going no derbis no but then we thought maybe that that there was like you said uh, miranda some sort of cover-up because like would she would would somebody be saying you say no Derbis no so it pins it on Derbis, because then he came in you know two three hours later like nothing had happened yeah people throw you off the scent right mm. you know that happens all the time happened in the Bible you know who I'm talking about Martha and her husband Martha? had gone to market oh right right and uh, she she has been beaten by him significantly oh, oh, throughout yes. their their marriage sure. and then she goes to market and she says i'm going to frame him so she um she actually uh, pelts herself with things at the market name it uh, fruits, rocks fruits plums, nice. yes okay. all of that Chickens. so she there she is bloody the market and, and she's screaming that like her husband has done this oh. and so everybody in the town is you know we got to go get yeah the man and he hadn't done it Interesting. She had done it to herself. 
So is that something that your group sleuthed? Yeah. And, and, you know, all of this stuff comes up so organically, you know, just cruising through the Bible right. as we do. Yeah. And inevitably you're going to, you're going to stumble upon something. Right. And are, are you, are you cruising through the Bible specifically looking for a murder? Well, or something I that, am, right. I am, you know, I, I think that that's where my mind is at. But again, we're, you know, we're a group that, uh, was, originally put together to be a Bible study. So I, I didn't want to force that in anyone. Right. But then when it started organically happening, yeah. it's hard to look away. What's one of the best murders you've ever heard about in these podcasts? What's your favorite? Oh my gosh. You know, oddly enough, there is an Australian <gasps> really? murder. Okay. Yes. Yes. This is a tough one. I mean, this, this podcast has actually been going on for four straight years. Oh, so there are over three... 112 episodes. Oh my gosh. Uh, just never ending. Awful. About Australian murder? About a murder of a woman in Australia whose husband, he was a, a teacher. He's a twin. And he's a teacher at a school and he starts dating the students. He moves the student in with him and his wife and his child. Huh? Yeah. And then all of a sudden the wife is dead. And gone, Or he says gone missing. What? So they don't know where... She, and then like, you know, years later, he marries a student and they have a child. And then slowly she's like, wait, what did I get into? Like, and then she starts realizing, wait a minute, if this is how he treats me and this is what he's doing to me, what might have happened to. So they're like excavating the land of their old house to try and look up where this woman might be buried. I mean, it's it's. Oh, I mean, it's a lot. Well, I, I mean, I know who did that. Oh, that was Derbis. That, that's actually well known in my family. I'm, I'm really story? oh right, Greg, yeah. get out of here. Oh yeah, he yeah that was the first murder he ever committed. I, I guess he got I, I guess he got by on that one because wow. You should give me the contact for the podcast because I could save them a lot of time and energy. Uh, uh, teacher's pet is the name of right. the podcast. Yeah, he that's was it. always teacher's he was, pet. He was always setting up shop as a teacher and then ends up murder, murdering someone. Was and he often, certified as a teacher? No, he. Wow. he, um, he and he's a twin, right? Derbis, right. Yes. Yeah, Derbis yes. is a twin. This is this yeah. is identical it. or fraternal? Uh, identical twin. Mm. Furbus and Derbis. Wow. Wow. And and is Furbus a murderer too? Is it in the DNA? Or? Uh, no, uh, Furbus is a phlebotomist. <gasps> really? That's so cool. Which I, seems similar to me. I mean, you can tell, yeah. but they're, they're both kind of obsessed with blood. Yeah, I right. love having my blood taken. Oh, you do? You do. Oh, absolutely. You There's nothing I like more. What do you, why do you no. like about it? I think there's something so exciting about a person who is um, so skilled that they can go inside your vein without you feeling it. Yeah. Now, I still pass out. Oh, I right. still pass out every time I, I, um, I get blood taken. But boy, what a rush. Well, just like God had the earth swallow up Korah and his followers for challenging Moses' authority, our mailbag has swallowed up some of your letters. Are you ready, Miranda, to answer some questions? This is one of my favorite parts of the show. Oh, yeah, so great. Dear Twin Hills, every year my church does a series on fasting. However, I am severely diabetic and it has put my life in great risk in the past as my blood sugar goes crazy. Any thoughts or alternatives? Signed, Sugar. Wow. Oh, I, my thought. What? Lean in. Oh, really? even if you pass yes. out. Yes. I mean, this is what I, I, you know, what I was just saying with the blood getting taken, like you let it happen. You pass right out. You'll come to. That's true. You know? Yeah. And if you don't, what a way to meet your heavenly maker. Right. 
That's true. You can get a fast track to heaven. It's like in that game, Shoots and Ladders, when you land on that oh, big long ladder. Yes. That's what's basically happening. Yep. If you die from fasting. Oh, you are a mart. Like you're, you're going straight yeah. to heaven on that big long ladder. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's so neat. Yeah. You know, I, uh, my first inclination is with um, someone who's diabetic is first, I think you need to ask yourself why you're diabetic. Yeah, are you eating healthy? And um, maybe it's a good time to, I think fasting is a great time to really focus yourself because it's like, hey, there's not a, a, a bunch of crisps or donios sitting around and I'm not going to eat those. And how do I feel? Oh, yeah. I feel bad. Mm. Well, I'll give myself a shot of whatever they give a diabetic and, you know, I'm going to refocus. Yeah. Do you have donios here? What is that? A I donut? Don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's that just is. the. Do you have donut holes? Oh yeah, yeah. Donut holes, yeah. Yeah, it's similar to that, except it's just a, it's everything outside of the donut hole. And you know what? Maybe you just need to define what fasting is for you, because basically, what the essence of fasting is: you starve the body, then you feed the spirit, right? right? So you know, you might just say, "Well, what do I normally eat? I won't eat that, so I'm fasting from that." You know, or do I normally eat uh, once every two hours? Well, then maybe you go once every two and a half hours. Oh, okay. You know, and, and you're, you're fasting. You're, you're, so it's just putting a bit more break in between the times you're eating. Well, maybe that's what this person should do. You know, uh, alternatives to fasting. You Sleeping. Could, yeah. You could just not wake up. Right. You know, I, and I've, I've had a day like that where I just, my alarm went off at 8 a.m. and I didn't get out of bed. And when 10 p.m. rolled around, I was like, well, that day was a wash. Now, was that a day after you'd given a lot of blood? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was. Right. right Cause your body was probably just shut down. How about that? Yeah. I didn't even, I never even made the connection. No. Yeah. You know what? Someday when you are murdered or die, it's going to break my heart that you won't be able to sleuth what happened to you because oh, you'll be dead. Now that is, will you, Hallie, will you just kind you of You want me to do that for you? Yeah. Will you take over the group and sleuth for me? I'll do it. I will do it in your <laughs> honor, Miranda. Thank you. Miranda Drake Blavis was played by the lovely, amazing Amanda Blake Davis. Watch her improvise around L.A. in shows like Baby Wants Candy, Hey Day, and Triumph. Also, you can follow her at Miss Amanda Blake. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie LeBont, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. Our incredible producer is Ryan Countshouse. Follow us on your favorite form of social media and send a letter to our mailbag at megathepodcast at gmail. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like the podcast, please support us on Patreon. I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. And we host Everything is Rent, a podcast about the Broadway musical Rent. Every week, we're joined by a hilarious guest to talk about one of Rent's 525,600 songs. We'll answer questions like, is Rent the best musical of all time? Has Rent aged well? Are they not going to pay Rent? The answer to all these questions is yes. That's Everything is Rent on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire. Campfire. 